0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the CG Business Advisor Podcast, brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. A big thank you to all of those who have subscribed to our podcast through your various podcast outlets, and please leave us a five-star rating and a short review as well. It goes a long way in helping us grow this podcast. I'm Scott Seidenberg, and it's our last episode of 2020, so we should take some time to not just look back on this year, both personally and, of course, financially, but let's project forward into next year as well. I know we're all hoping for better things on the horizon, and it's going to be interesting to see how the financial landscape changes with the vaccine and with just the way that workflow changes. And so to help talk to me about planning trends for 2021, Is my guest for today's podcast, and that's Matt Siegel, the managing principal of Millstone River Wealth Management. He provides comprehensive financial strategies for clients, including retirement plans, investment, advisory management, and risk management. Matt is active with March of Dimes. He's an advocate for the mission and has raised funds in many capacities, including chairman of the New Jersey Board of Directors. He works as a volunteer crisis counselor, helping people when they need it most. His community and civic roles include long-term service on boards of directors for multiple nonprofit organizations. So it's my pleasure to welcome in Matt Siegel of Millstone River Wealth Management to the CG Business Advisor podcast. Matt, thanks so much for joining me today. Great to be with you. Thank you. Well, we all know that 2020 has been a difficult year on many. So how important is it now more than ever to reassess your finances before actually thinking about what's coming next?
1: Well, I'm biased, of course. I mean, I do this for a living, and I feel like on a daily basis, I try to implore people to take this seriously. Uh, It is very important to answer your question. We've had a year that I think has opened up a lot of people's eyes to the potential for disruption that they may not have otherwise expected, whether it's job loss or reduced income or health scares. Uh, lost family members, the inability to carry out your work like you do normally. Any or all of those things, I think, has probably compelled people to, at a minimum, take a pause and hopefully maybe use that to uh, reevaluate or look forward and, and maybe with some professional help, make some good choices.
0: So as we look forward to 2021, what can people expect both in the short term and the long run?
1: Let me look into my crystal ball, Scott.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) I think the uh, kidding aside, I think that the year ahead, you know, obviously as unpredictable as this past year would have been had you asked me that question a year ago. um, But I do think that the year ahead probably looks better financially and economically than 2020 did, especially if you look back just a few months ago. Um, uh, A lot of people are sort of anticipating that we should return to Pre pandemic levels in most things that get measured uh, by about this time next year, certainly in the second half of 2021, uh, we see some signals that tell us to expect that. You know, strong consumer spending, which is about 70% of the US economy. Uh, We see strong real estate spending. That's important because it drives so many other areas of the economy. We also see a continued improvement on the unemployment front. And it very much is a tale of two cities. Some industries hit very hard, other industries not so much, and then some are somewhere in between. But we do see a continued improvement. And the forecast is that we should be back to around approximately a 5% unemployment rate by the end of next year. Um, If you remember, we started this year at 3.5% unemployment rate. That was a historic low, but, uh, but we are on our way back
0: there. Well, if 2020 has told us anything, taught us anything, it's that you have to expect the unexpected, though. So, as much as we can plan for things to get better in 2021, you also have to take the precautions to be prepared in case something like this pandemic, God forbid, happens again. Uh,
1: totally agree. Uh, there's, you know, over the last couple of months, we've had a lot of positive news. Maybe uh, better said, that we can see a little bit of light at the end of the coronavirus tunnel. Um, and that's mostly attributed to the release of vaccines, which I saw it began in uh, England uh, yesterday and uh, just got approved today in Canada. And we're expecting the first vaccine approval here in the United States within the next several days. Um, I think the vaccine deployment story will be the big determining factor about do things get better, And if so, how quickly do they get better? Uh, Or do we actually, you know, stay where we are or possibly slip and get worse? And that's going to be a big thing to follow. It's not just the pharmaceutical company development of the vaccine formulation. It's also the government interventions. It's the deployment of the vaccine. And it's whether people are accepting of it and actually go out and take a shot in the arm.
0: Matt, let's talk about future planning here for a second, because a lot of people have taken money out of their retirement funds as a result of the pandemic. Maybe they're taking advantage of the CARES Act and some of the uh, tax breaks that that might come about, or or lack of early withdrawal penalties and whatnot. But as you move forward with your personal finances, how important is it to think about recontributing to those retirement funds to prepare for your future?
1: Yeah, what people often don't think about is the true cost of taking money from your nest egg Uh, we think about things like is there a fee for processing that transaction or might there be a tax consequence or maybe a penalty from the irs those are all significant but the bigger component is often the lost compounding the lost growth of those dollars for however many years you have left on this earth and so What we say is if you had no other choice and you had to turn to your retirement account to take money to cover immediate expenses, let's try to talk about ways to get that money back in as quickly as possible and as much of it as you can, because you want to regain that ongoing compounded growth for as many years as you can possibly achieve.
0: Yeah. So would you recommend somebody, you know, putting a little bit at a time back in, or let's say their finances come back to a situation that it was pre-pandemic to put a lump sum back in?
1: So I guess I would answer that by saying it depends on the person's situation and their own circumstances, but more is better than less. Less is better than nothing. So I would say whatever you can do to, you know, retake control of contributing to and building the nest egg you should do the thing that people have to remember on this particular question is that you can look at your retirement investments from the standpoint of investment returns or performance fees that you pay to have that money managed, those things are definitely contributing factors. The most important or most significant factor in how much you'll have at the time that you retire or whatever your savings goal may be is how much money you've actually contributed. So yes, getting money back in is important. As much as you can, as soon as you can would be the goal, but something is better than nothing.
0: I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of clients who have lost their jobs and therefore their 401ks are sitting stagnant, uh, so I'm sure you're dealing with a lot of maybe IRA rollovers or, or things like that with people who have lost their, their jobs, correct?
1: We have, and what we try to do is take a very close look at what the person's needs are, what their objectives might be for the future, uh, what their values are and what's most important to them, whether it be family or other considerations as well, and so uh, making sure that whatever appropriate changes should be made to how that money's being invested or taken so that we can match the level of investment risk or other market risks and shoot for the targeted rate of return in as efficient a
0: way as possible. Well, I think we understand, Matt, that the world has changed forever. Uh, remote work is not just a short-term solution, it's actually the norm now, and I think it'll be the norm moving forward. So with that in mind, People's financial outlook is going to change based off of their work circumstance. Maybe people aren't commuting. Um, you have people that are moving out of New York City and and the surrounding areas because they're not working from offices anymore. All of that changes your financial outlook. Yeah, so a lot of people
1: have been talking in recent months about the acceleration of some trends that may have existed pre-pandemic but now are uh, accelerated because of the pandemic. We are trying to identify which of these trends persist once we kind of get past the worst part of this coronavirus phase. So some things that we think have been accelerated but continue and things that will impact economies or investment markets, you know, climate change, people don't often associate with coronavirus, but we've actually taken a close look at the impact of climate change. Uh, the the level, for example, just one component is gas and fuel consumption. Uh, We haven't been at this low a level of demand since 1995. And so when you think about 25 years of the clock being rolled back just in that one area alone, aging populations were paying attention to that because it impacts our cost of healthcare and delivery of healthcare. It impacts the workforce and when people might retire, but also things like the adoption of new technologies. And um, even today, recording uh, the podcast with you over a computer, I don't think we could have done this just a few short years ago.
0: <laughs> no, 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 we cannot. And look, there's so many things that, that people are trying to figure out now in terms of the changing landscape and technology, um, whether it's, uh, you know, people, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's the stock market, uh, everyone's trying to, kind of capitalize on what that next uh, boom is going to be uh, for their finances.
1: Yeah, and I think it's important too that people sort of take into consideration that most of the major money management firms around the globe have publicly said that they would anticipate lower returns on investments going forward than what we've become accustomed to. And that that reduction, depending upon who you listen to, might be somewhere in the neighborhood of one and a half to 2%, maybe slightly more per year less going forward than we've earned in the past. And what that says is we have to kind of relook at portfolio construction and sort of move beyond the traditional things that we've done in the past to try to help people achieve the rate of return that they need in order to meet their objectives without taking on way too much risk that they don't want.
0: Yeah, that's interesting there. Matt, what about tax deductions or maybe charitable donations? What are some things to think about regarding those as we head into 2021?
1: So, I think that uh, this is an interesting topic, actually. And we've been helping people to strategize their what we say doing well and doing good. Um, If you are charitably inclined and you want to support nonprofit organizations, whether it be your alma mater, your church, your hospital, Uh, your kid's little league, whatever the cause might be. um, We have found that some people ran into some snags because at the very end of 2017, we had the passage of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And what that did was it increased the standard deduction. So people who used to itemize their deductions, including things like charitable contributions, found that they may not be able to do it. What we've seen an increase in is something called donor advised funds and what these allow you to do is sort of clump together if you will your tax contribution or i would say pre-tax contributions that you would want to give to these different charities foundations or you know missions that are important to you and by clumping them together take advantage of the itemized deductions in those years when you might put aside more money and then not have to worry about that in the years when you're not the benefit in summary though is you can put uh, bigger sums of money into a donor advised fund. And then you can take your time over any period of years and decide where you want that money to go and how much you want to send it to them. The tax deductions already been taken. Now you can actually invest the money, grow it, and give it away when you're ready and to whom you're ready.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask. That money is now growing for you. It's working for you now.
1: That's right. And and the reason why these accounts have become popular with investors and donors is because it makes it accessible to a very wide range of individuals. You don't have to necessarily be in the 1%, let's say, or the super high net worth. Mm-hmm. It makes it accessible to moderate income households. And so, you know, what you're actually doing is you're allowing yourself to think more carefully about how you want to give money, but still be able to take the tax benefits that are available to you. And so it's a little bit more strategizing than we've had to do in the past. But I think the outcome is actually quite big. We've seen, just so you know, this year, uh, a 44% increase in giving to charity in general in the first six months of the year over the same six-month period last year. That might boggle some people's minds, but according to Vanguard Charitable, uh, that amount of money... Rate, uh, you know, went up by 44 percent. And specifically, according to Fidelity Charitable, another big uh, account manager for these products, said that the free food programs had jumped sevenfold in the first part of 2020. So while there are a lot of people struggling. There are also a lot of people looking to fund very important causes yeah. using donor advised funds with investment managers. People like our firm, you know, we're able to help you really do that in a very targeted way.
0: And I can see that growing even further into twenty twenty one because of those willing to help with people who were adversely affected by the pandemic. So I can definitely see that growing. Uh, speaking of charities, tell us about your work with March of Dimes. Uh, so I've been involved with them for almost fifteen
1: years. I. I find that the cause of helping more moms have healthy pregnancies and deliver healthy babies is something close to my heart. My own daughter was born after my wife had a traumatic health condition and as a result was born severely premature, faced a lot of health crises and fortunately made it through uh, to develop into a very happy, healthy young lady. Um, We look at our work with March of Dimes as giving back for the debt that we took on when their prior medical research and support programs helped my own family.
0: That's tremendous work. Uh, how can people find you whether on LinkedIn or other social media or your company website?
1: Sure. So the firm is uh, uh, website is millstone-river.com. It's M I L L S T O N E hyphen R I V E R.com or on Twitter at millstone river. And uh, you can email me, Matt, at millstone-river.com.
0: Matt, I can't thank you enough for the information here. Great stuff. Nice talking with you. Great conversation with Matt. And uh, once again, I'll remind you guys that all of your questions can be answered. ...by going to cgteam.com. And specifically for more information about their advisory team, it's cgteam.com advisory. CG offers an array of advisory and consulting services designed to help you and your business reach and exceed your financial goals. The CG team has more than 40 years experience in a variety of industries to provide the specialized support you deserve... From marketing to strategic planning to business operations, CG is focused on your top and bottom line. Best of all, CG Advisors are focused on the road ahead and will be with you every step of the way. So visit cgteam.com advisory to learn more about their value-added business advisory and consulting services. And just head to cgteam.com for everything that CG Tax Audit and Advisors offers, including free webinars, which you guys can sign up for on the website be sure to subscribe rate and review the cg business advisor podcast wherever you get your podcasts from and please leave us a five-star rating and a little review as well it helps us grow and helps us help you more for all of us here at the cg business advisor podcast we want to wish you a happy a healthy and a safe new year and let's get ready to tackle everything that 2021 has in store for us Talk to you next year. Oh, that's cliche. (laughs) Take care.